Hey everybody, this is Joe. I want to, right at the top here of episode 11, give you what I usually give you in the mid-roll, just because this is a very action-packed, fun episode. We have a great time recording it, um, and I don't want to break up any of the action in the middle of it. So uh, I want to give a special, special shout-out to our Patreon subscribers, especially those that donate $10 or more a month. Those are Andre K., Jello Crew, Tarkin Davis, Darth Nate, Nokamis, Holly Roxana, Rockin' R's Woodshop, Strive for Honor, Max Bender, Ben Fisher, Joshua Harris, Jason Portis, Cubicle Pirate, John Dwyer, Dana Story, Eilis the Friar, Craig Spaulding, Joseph Vidimos, Mark Albright, Anthony Cole, Caitlin Harvey, Lauren Rouse, James Wallingford, Garrett Johnson, Joey Balboa, Fumbles O'Brien, Spoopy Fondue, 8-Bit Wizard, Sam J.O. Melton, Jason Cumberland, Team Finch, Charles Hollow, Chris Nelson, Adam Hoffling, Mark Deacon, Matthew Watson, Raver E. Alice, Brandon Galbraith, Super Average Jason, Brendan Endicott, Grant Trickle, Liquor Locker. That's it. So thank you guys so, so much. That's a huge list of names. We really appreciate your support. Um, we hope you as $10 patrons enjoy the video version of this and all other episodes. Um, and if you want to become a patron, go to patreon.com slash YMIA Tavern. Okay, episode 11. Here we go. Enjoy. Welcome to You Mean a Tavern Presents Void, episode 11. Kirk with the gang. Um, I'm handling the recap we just decided because I listened to it. Uh, you guys fared uh, cartoonishly bad against a Pokemon <laughs> that uh, quite simply had high HP. The Hippowdon, a lot of issues. Um, the Ball Toy, once you guys focused on it, knocked it out pretty quickly. And this is the Taskmaster's Pokemon for what it's worth. What it's worth. Uh, Joe freed an Electabuzz, and I forgot my own uh, <laughs> intelligent design of the uh, Taskmaster and just had the hip out on get crushed by a huge hit uh, uh, of the Electabuzz. But <clears throat> tensions are starting to mount. Uh, Morty, before you guys knocked out the ball toy, buzzed in uh, to Geneva and said, Hey, we need an extraction, and then cut out the message. Um, and this led to Geneva buzzing into June and seeing what was happening. And uh, June, with, I believe, uh, Jimmy kind of shouting over her shoulder, were like, hey, there, or maybe it was Morty, hey, there's like over 150 different species of Pokemon here. You guys need an extraction. You're in trouble. You have the power source. And Geneva's response was, uh, she kind of said, all right. And like, as you were hearing the watch kind of click off, she was just yelling, send everyone. 
and then that kind of communication cut off. Um, at that moment, the elevator that was on that floor that you guys took down fired up and went up to the above floors. The computer geek that was uh, sending off the alarms for each bobble, he smacked a button that set off the big power plant alarm. Um, and then the three MPs that pushed in the power source cart opened fire on you. Uh, this led June to you diving behind the bobble of where the power source Pokemon was. Jimmy, uh, <clears throat> you're kind of in the middle of the bobbles. You ducked down but actually got hit by a ricochet bullet. And Morty, you dove behind one of the um, bobbles in the middle of the room uh, <clears throat> to protect yourself. Um, and uh, the ricochet of the bullets actually pushed the cart back into you and you got clipped for a little bit of damage. Um, to level set, which Pokemon do you all have out right now? Morty has Nose Pass for certain. Yeah, June, uh, June has Aaron because uh, Randy got knocked out. Okay. And Gothita, and pretty sure, right? I feel like it was Gothita because you returned yes. uh, Lanny because he was having issues. So, <laughs> okay. This is this is another kind of fun mechanic I want to work into. The three people are slow. The three MPs with their guns up firing at you are very, very, very carefully moving in a straight line, pinning you down with gunfire. And I'm starting a timer until the next thing happens. So uh, there's no, you guys aren't an initiative. You guys are kind of pinned down and I'm starting a timer. And when it goes off, I'll step in with uh, the next thing that happens. So are you guys ready? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Timer's sure. gone. Shit. Um, all right. So June, June has Aaron by her side and kind of looks at him and she goes, June, uh, Aaron, no, bud, bud. What? How are you with, how with you with bullets? Can you, can you withstand that stuff? I don't know. You, your, your skin. And he kind of looks over at June. He's shaking, but he, he nods, uh, anxiously. Um, and June says, well, we got to do something. We got to, we got to stop him. We got to distract him. We got to take, take out their guns. And she looks over to uh, Morty and Jimmy to see what they're doing. Uh, Jimmy is writhing on the ground, shot. Um, his skin does not block bullets. That is confirmed canon. Um, unlike perhaps Aaron's. Uh, but he kind of has crawled behind, um, I guess, the nearest. He's in the middle of the room. He's crawled behind the nearest, like, dome, uh, separating him. And he waves Gothita over uh, to be in what we'll just say like one dome over she, in, in the same orientation. She's uh, ducked behind cover as these guys come in. Um, kind of, he's kind of in shock. Um, looks around. Uh, I don't know. Uh, he catches the eye of June, and June whispers something to Aaron, and Aaron goes rushing off towards Jimmy, the wounded. And meanwhile, turning and throwing a rock to him at the closest guard that he can on route to Jimmy. Okay. Uh, since I have to roll, I'm pausing the timer. So this you're, you're graced with a little bit more time. Um, Excellent. What, Strength uh, saving throw, DC 12. Natural 20. So um, the, the guard... Uh, the, the, we'll say the trajectory of the rock tomb's just a little bit off 
off course and the guard is able to just kind of like shoulder some of the the kind of spray off of the rock tomb but able to stand his ground not really affected and um we'll, we'll say those boulders kind of uh materialize or, or start building up uh behind him over his shoulder is that yeah fair yeah, I think Aaron's just a little bit nervous with all of the craziness going on, um, but he is going to run over towards Jimmy and just kind of block, give give, give Jimmy another wall of protection to his left side. Morty, you got 10 seconds. Uh, in an effort to kind of draw, I guess, fire away from Jimmy in June, um, Mortimer kind of motions to Achoo to start kind of charging, slowly charging uh, the three MPs and Morty kind of ducks in behind a chew, kind of using a chew as a shield. Okay. Um, as you uh, get behind a chew, you hear ping and the elevator doors open up and uh, 10 MPs file out with their, with their firearms up uh, very carefully out of the elevator. And there's one MP that's in the front We'll say wearing like a beret to just to kind of clearly designate it uh, the leader. Careful, they have Pokemon. And uh, just you just hear a voice in the back. How did they get Pokemon, ma'am? I don't know. Just shut up, move slow. Let's pin them down. And they start working their way towards you to kind of sandwich you between the three and uh, the three and where you guys are kind of situated. So now you're kind of in the middle, and the next timer has started. So I'm uh, I'm a, I'm behind this power source bobble, this huge Pokemon uh-huh. off to the right side. Can I peel away, like off towards the right wall, away from the elevator and away from the other MPs? Kind of like peel on the right side. So you can follow. The, so based on that little map I showed you, where right. June is, the edge of the paper is that wall. So you can follow the wall away towards the tower. You can either move closer towards the guards, go towards the middle of the room. Those are yeah, kind I want right. I want to kind of peel to the right, so around the corner, so that I'm kind of facing the right wall, just in that corner where the MP the MPs were going towards the middle of the room. So I'm trying to peel off to the right side, and I'm going to examine uh, the uh, the the bobble that's in front of me, that that giant Pokemon, just to see if there's anything different with this one than the other ones. Um, so, just off the cuff, because you've looked at them before, before a roll, it looks infinitely more intricate, dense, and complicated than what is on the Pokemon that are in the middle of the room. Okay. And then All right. the restraints. The, yeah, the bobble, the restraints to the Pokemon, the bobble itself looks uh, much more, much less, uh, like, um, structurally uh weak than the ones in the middle oh okay so much uh, less excuse less, me should, oh, okay, okay much okay. less gotcha. gotcha is and this thing's unconscious uh it is uh in a bizarre slumber it is not unconscious but it is not awake okay june not knowing this is just gonna slam on the glass as hard as she can try to wake this thing up okay and, but um, th- that's what she's doing just uh roll a strength uh just a, a strength check please or st- an attack roll with a strength uh, modifier. 17 plus two, that's 21 um your pounds like don't even make noise against it is almost as if it's muffled out and you 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 like just 
each each time you strike it is just like hopelessness almost. Like it's just like okay. that served nothing. Gotcha. And the the Pokemon inside doesn't stir. Um, Jimmy with Jimmy's gonna uh, return Gothita and send out, uh, and we'll say subtly, uh, <laughs> not like out into the middle of the room, but like behind cover. Um, Lenny and tell Lenny to just stay undercover but start bashing the glass on all of the pods around and release as many Pokemon as he can. Okay. Is that something I can do? Um, that, that I mean, I'm perfectly fine with that because we're not doing like a normal turn set. I'm going to pause it real quick. Um, There's a timer. Just roll like 20 attack rolls. I'm, I'm just, right yeah, now. I'm just going to, I'm just going <laughs> to, I just pause the timer so we can kind of level set this a little bit. I'm going to give you just for the sake of the time turning, I'm going to give you three rolls and we'll, we'll just see how good those are. And then I'll let you apply them in certain ways or one of them, whatever. So uh, I guess use Timber's uh, strength. Timber's strength. Okay. Mm -hmm. Hang on. That is a 12, an 11, and a 21. Okay, so I'm going to let you decide how this goes, which is you can either spread those out over three different bobbles, or you can concentrate those three rolls onto one bobble. Meaning, like, you can either make a little bit of progress on one one specific bobble, or you can take the shot of combining those three together versus three times the AC of one bobble and see if you hit it. Okay. <laughs> I, let's try one. The biggest motherfucker he sees, he, he just wails on it three times. Okay. Um, I'm going to start the timer back up. You make... The first two uh, two timber hot shots, just kind of like his four by four, just glance off. And on the last one, as if it just hit in the same exact spot for the third time, and it just snaps off a portion of the bobble, of the, the, the seal of the bobble, and the, the metal and filament, and then the little alarm obviously kicks on, that little red dot alarm kicks on. And... Um, you could pry open the bobble now. The seal around it is gone. You've effectively broken it open. But the Pokemon is still strapped in, still being prodded, all that stuff. The normal stuff is before. Uh, Morty, you're up. Um, so hearing the elevator, Morty kind of starts leaning into the back of Nosepass, urging Nose or Achoo to go faster, kind of trying to bowl over these three MPs that are... Uh, ahead of us to escape the ones that are behind. Okay, so kind of doing like a, a tackle scenario? Yeah. Um, sure. Focused on the center one, I presume? Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah, just roll a tackle and I'm going to pause it for the rolls. That would be a natural 20. Natural 20 is good. Natural 20 is good. So um, kind of describe what happens uh, to... Um, Describe what happens. Not only that uh, nose pass, it, it flicks on the center guard. Uh, damage is kind of out of the equation here. Um, so I'll kind of let you have free reign on that. And then also I'll allow, to, allow you to position yourself in, uh, into a more opportune position if you want. So uh, Morty kind of starts leaning on 
nose pass kind of urging him to go faster and he just kind of starts real low he goes boogie boom boom boogie boom boom boogie boom boom boogie boom boom <laughs> and he knows er, and Chu just crashes into the middle uh mp kind of uh you know just looks like a giant train wreck kind of everybody you know, bodies go everywhere um and morty kind of recovering before any of the mps positions himself on the far side of a chew putting a chew between morty and the guys that just got off of the elevators okay so obviously that was the the timer going off so real quick what i'm going to do um so are you guys charging forward um what is what is a chew's uh ac 17 okay miss nice miss Damn, that's really high. Miss. Okay, so all three of the uh, MPs seeing a chew and you behind them come in there like immediately focus their attention. They start unleashing on a chew, and the bullets are either missing or just kind of having no impact, glancing blows to a chew as he smashes through the middle MP. And I'm going to do a deck save for the two uh, next to them. Uh, well, that's a two. So that person falls over and that's an 18. So one of the MPs, like the, the MP in the middle gets knocked up, kind of does like a helicopter and his kicks, like his feet just flare into the face of one of the ones next to him. And uh, actually the one that got chipped by a rock tomb kind of stumbles over and is actually able to catch himself up on some of the rocks that were formed around him by Aaron and like keep himself uh, to his feet. Um, I need a deck save for... Jimmy, uh, Jimmy, Lanny, uh, Aaron, and June, please. I have one question while they're doing that. Yep. Uh, is like the middle MP's gun like somewhere where I could actually reach it and pick it up? We'll say, we'll say, uh, we'll say sure because I said you could put yourself in an advantageous situation. Because okay. I mean, I can't shoot it though, right? Because it's got the little arm, t- but I can use it as a club. Correct. Cool. Okay. Oh. Jimmy's deck save is a natural one. <laughs> Jimmy's gonna die. Lenny's deck save is a five. June got a 19 and Aaron got a 22. Okay. Jimmy, take five. Uh, Aaron, or excuse me, Jimmy, take five. Uh, Lanny, take three. And these are shots being fired from the contingency of MPs that have come out of the elevator. And obviously firing into the into uh, at you guys into the bobbles. Bullets are ricocheting. You kind of see some of the bullets actually doing some significant damage on the seals of some of the other bobbles around you, Jimmy and June. Uh, Mortimer, you're where you are, and the timer went off. And what does that mean? The taskmaster is limping back in just far into the distance of the path that leads into the mountain you can just barely see him from the light in the room and he says that's them that's them and five more mps rush past him with their with their firearms pulled up and i'm setting the next timer now shit so we're being surrounded from all sides coming in from the bottom of your map Pretty much no way to go. So the only way to go is up towards the computer section. So uh, you can June go kinda... whichever direction you want. No, but that's just what June is thinking. She looks over her right shoulder. She sees the taskmaster coming down. She turns around the corner of the giant power source and sees the guys from the elevator. She sees Aaron and Jimmy, uh, and she's gonna run over towards an injured, a further injured 
Jimmy where Aaron is, um, trying to dodge any bullets that come her way, I guess. I don't know if I have to roll anything or if I could just... Because I'm going into open space, like, in between the bobbles. Yeah, I'm no, I'm letting these actions resolve, and we'll kind of just play that out like I just did, kind of at once at the end. Okay, so I'm going to yell to Aaron, but give Morty some cover. We got to get out of here. And Aaron is going to try another rock tomb at whatever guard is still standing, whatever guard passed that deck safe by Morty to kind of give him some space. I'm going to give you advantage because that guard is actually in your previous rock tomb right now. The way I I described okay. it, so yeah. So just so you roll a strength save at disadvantage, then I guess if I get a kind of a bonus, yeah, right, right, right. Okay. DC twelve. Okay, first one was a natural fifteen. Second one was a beautiful two, my friend. Okay, so excellent. So they put him in a tomb. Take, so he's stuck in a tomb, and he also takes <laughs> what uh, three rock damage, but he is prone and uh, grappled by this huge amount of rocks that comes tumbling down around him um, I guess hiding him inside and June is going to try to grab Jimmy's shoulder and pull him through the rest of the bobbles up towards the computer room Okay, so I'm going to put a little caveat. That guard is, for all intents and purposes, he is prone, um, but he is, it's not going to be just a normal get up because of him being prone in essentially what I consider a double rock tomb. Um, yeah, he has to make a strength save so at he'll, the beginning of, beginning of his turn, so, I guess. So, so he'll be doing that at disadvantage. Okay, so uh, Jimmy. I, well, I guess I'm getting pulled along. I will go with June. Uh, but I'm telling Lenny, pop that sucker open, the one that he busted the thing on, and, and come with us. And, okay, so pop open the one where the Pokemon is in, and then follow, or do something with the Pokemon, then then follow. Because if you just pop the lid open, the Pokemon's still, like, tethered in with the the, the wires, the yeah, cables well, coming down. Yeah, 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 I mean, free the Pokemon, and then... Yeah, I mean, I'll just tell him to free the Pokemon, and I can always suck him back into the ball when he's done. Okay, cool. Um, if we're too far away, or, or if we get, like, 10 feet, so you're, we'll just be 10 feet away from him. Yeah, I mean, you'll be a little bit further, just kind of like the fluid way we're doing this. Um, but I'm going to let you describe... Um, uh, kind of describe what Lanny does, and the Pokemon in, uh, in there is a... Let me check this, some of the ones I listed out. Is a plusle. <laughs> plusle? <laughs> I said the biggest, baddest motherfucker around. Isn't that that tiny little? Yeah. All right. Whatever. Timber's not very smart. <laughs> <laughs> um, plusle is like a Pikachu, but smaller for anyone who's not familiar with it. Do you, do you want me to read you the options I have listed of what you're going to get credit for in your decks? And then I'll let you pick one. That's fine. Elekid, Pikachu, Magnemite, Magneton, eh, Voltorb, Electrode, yeah. Pichu, Mareep, Flaffy, Electrike, Manectric, not a bad one, Plusle, awesome, Minun, awesome. Shinx, Pachirisu, Blitzel, Zebstrika, Emolga, Joltik. Zebstrika? Can also I awesome. instead... Have it be a Voltorb or an Electrode, and can Lenny baseball swing it at the group <laughs> yes. of 10 MPs? Yes. Please. <laughs> but that is what I do. Okay. Um, so make a, make a strength roll. Do you want it Voltorb or Electrode? Obviously, the Electrode can deal more damage, but you'll it'll be harder for you to hit it that far. Um, 
I think that's a fair trade-off. Let's, let's go Voltorb. Okay. So Brian doesn't know why this is awesome. An awesome I mean, idea. <laughs> to be fair, I am on like episode seven, so like I am getting there. Um, but I have I have issues with the show. Oh no. <laughs> so you're are you're watching the original? I'm watching Sun and Moon. Oh, okay. Timer. In the original, I think timer. They, yep, yep, no, yep, I've, yep, I've yep, paused whatever. the timer for, <laughs> okay. for this. Damn it. Um, but Fucking the timer is effectively seven. up, so you need to sort it out. Seven. Are you serious? Yeah. Okay, so what, what like, what, did you add any modifiers to that? Yeah, plus two. <laughs> seven. Seven. <laughs> Don't you have a pound? Roll a pound on it. Uh, okay. Oh, yeah, you're pounding... The, the Voltorb for sure. Uh, that'll be a, I think a fourteen. That's, That's way cooler. Let's go with that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Fourteen. <laughs> so timber, like, uh, well, actually, you describe it. You describe it. Way cooler. Timber if you yanks just... the thing up. He sees that it's like a a little ball thing in there, and he he kind of jumps to the side of the thing, so he's squared up, like if he was a batter, and the ten MPs. Over there are uh, the pitcher, and he just pops the line drive straight at him with the Voltorb because he just, you know, assumes based on what Electabuzz did that whatever Voltorb does, once it wakes up, it's going to be mad and it's going to fuck with them. I'm just looking up self-destruct. So and maybe even blow up, I hope. <laughs> uh, so... You, you you hit the Voltor, but with a 14, it didn't quite have the power to get there. So it actually chunks off the last bobble, and right when it, like, the nearest bobble to the 10, it kind of falls just a bit short, but it bounces off the top bobble to give it just a edge more distance, and it just kind of rolls to their feet, and all of a sudden, it just kind of, it's like its eyes just, like, pop open, and you just hear, Voltor, and it starts to cackle with uh, with lightning energy around it as it uses self-destruct. Yeah. All right, creatures in the area must make a deck save against the move DC, which I don't know what it would be for a random Voltorb. I'm just going to say it's 12. That makes sense. 5d6 plus move on a fail. I'm just going to roll five times and make it per two people. So eight, three. Nice. 13, 15, 15. So 5d6. 5d6 plus move on a fail and half as much on a success. So they still take a shit ton of damage. Okay. So um, half, as this Voltorb explodes, the front wave of these five, so the leader with the beret and the four MPs behind her just turn to a cinder as this Voltorb explodes, dealing them all 26 damage. Shit. And the ones behind them get blown back, some crashing into the wall, some getting thrown into the elevator doors that are closed. Um, the, the last two, the furthest two back, kind of like get shot back the furthest, so they're still able to step up and start shooting. Um, and the five that were coming in at the last, we'll say the last uh, uh, line, they're now starting to shoot towards Timber. So they've kind of split their attention towards Timber. And uh, Morty, you're kind of tucked in front of the five. Uh, the attention has been pulled away, and this is the last thing before uh, the timer uh, will be put into place. So uh, seeing like the rock tomb kind of encapsulate this other guard and having a moment to 
get his wits. Morty looks for June and Jimmy and sees June kind of like tugging Jimmy. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Morty's going to try and make his way to rejoin June and Jimmy. Okay. Um, Just make a uh, uh, um, uh, deck save for... uh, uh, No, we'll say a constitution save for you and for nose pass. So for me is a five, and for nose pass for a chew is an eight. Okay, so uh, a chew will take four. Okay. And you will also take four. Um, and those are kind of glancing shots as those five MPs have turned uh, towards uh, the timber who just freed this, uh, what what you guys still don't know yet as Voltor, but we'll catch, uh, catch your things up, your watches up on that. Um, the alarm goes off. Ping of the elevator goes back up, and five more MPs enter from the tunnel behind the five that are there. And the the ones that are still up uh, by the elevator and the five plus the new five are now now that they're like across the room from you, they're picking up their pace, closing uh, closing towards you. So now they're actually making progress towards you into the room. All right, June first says, "Fucking nice, Lenny." Aaron is standing in front of June and Jimmy as June is kind of pulling Jimmy back um, and she yells at him again to create another rock tomb, but this time kind of in between two bobbles to create a sort of rock wall, just more space, more to close maybe one of the gaps of a group of of MPs that are firing in their direction from the elevator. Okay. Um, That just happens. You can describe that as as you want and... um uh, we'll say that lane is closed from the elevator to you guys. They'll have to yep. kind of like, we'll say, I don't know, maybe swoop to the opposite end of the room where the opening into the mountain is to move towards you. Yes. Yeah, so June kind of like lifts Jimmy up and gets him back to his feet. And they step to the left, towards the left side of the room where Aaron creates this, you know, the, the bobbles are kind of in rows and Aaron is just going to create this giant rock wall so that there is no direct line of sight from the um, elevator towards them, and uh, you know that maybe the maybe the people that are coming down the the hallway have a clearer shot, but now they're much further away than the people at the elevator were. Okay, no, that's awesome. Love it, love it. Uh, Jimmy, you're up. Um, I don't know what I want to do. I mean, I guess so. Lenny is kind of out in the open. I tell him to, uh, you know, get back down underneath the, you know, cover of the bobbles. And uh, you had mentioned before that um, their bullets were hitting the latches on some of them. So maybe he's checking to see if any of them, if there are any other useful Pokemon under there uh, that he might be able to pop out. Uh, Like, are there any that are completely broken? You or Lanny? Well, let's say I look. Okay, um, then you give me a perception check, and I'll pause the timer. Okay. 12. Um, you, you don't immediately identify one that is uh, completely broken off. Uh, there's a couple that have a couple bullets in it, but you, you can't be certain of uh, uh, of the result if Lanny were to start swinging on one. If it would be easy, if it would be difficult, how many hits it would take, you don't really get a good good feel for that. And we, like, June and I are standing, we're, like, on the far side of the room now. 
But I'm trying to get to the to the entrance to the computer room. Well, we're all together, right? So, Morty, you're kind of like in the bobbles or right to the right of those bobbles, heading back towards June and Jimmy. Lanny's kind of in the back couple rows of those bobbles, and I was in my mind, I was kind of picturing June and Jimmy being past the threshold of the last row of bobbles between the computer platform yeah. and those bobbles is how I had it envisioned. So okay. we're like in the back of the room, not towards the right. We're in exit. the back of the room, correct? Right. Yeah. Towards so the June's computer. been dragging you towards the com- where what I have labeled the computer guy on that map. Is the computer guy still there? He is still there. He's hiding under the desk. You just saw him hit the alarm, duck under, and that's it. I'm starting the timer back up. How far? How far away am I from him? Can I get there? Uh, I mean, you can. You can get there. I mean, you can get to the to the thing, but you need to go kind of around to one of the ends to go up the stairs to to get there. So it's going to be you're going to have to make a run for it. I want to get up there to the computer guy. Let's try it. Okay. And if I so make uh make a dexterity uh, dexterity save, oh, let's, please. Let's get shot and killed. It's been a good fucking roll for the first time in two episodes. <laughs> Natural one. (laughs) Are you serious? Shocker. Oh, boy. I'm going to switch out this dice set. It's uh, it's really cramping my style right now. So, fortunately, I rolled the damage on that, and it's a one. So, as you're you're going... you kind of like, you know, you're as you're running, you know, fires start unloading, and um, one of the shots hits hits just a rock like right in front uh right right to your right and the rock is sent flying into your feet like kind of sweeping you off your feet and kind of like making you belly flop onto the ground so does that mean i don't get to the <laughs> desk yes that is what that means <laughs> uh you, you only fortunately you only take one damage but you don't make it to the desk so cool. we'll say we'll say uh it could have been worse <laughs> uh, Morty, the timer just went off. You're the you're the last action before the MPs in the room, and the next thing happens. So, there is there enough space for me to squeeze through with the bobbles to make my way more directly to June and Jimmy? Uh, I'll say if you're behind Nose Pass, sure. <laughs> you plow through. Okay, then that's that's what I'm gonna do. Okay, just have uh, just have uh, nose pass make a very very low bar strength check. Just don't roll a one. So one, you four. did fourteen. Okay, cheat. <laughs> I was about to say no fucking. <laughs> yeah. So so nose pass is is. His name's a chew, damn it. A, well, last time I kept calling a chew as if that was the name of the Pokemon. <laughs> I so know, no, it was entertaining. So, <laughs> your nose pass can breeze through. Tell me what happens and where you end up. So, as he's making his way through the bobbles, they just kind of, you know, randomly start shaking. Um, and we're just kind of pushing through, trying to meet up with, I guess, June, because Jimmy was attempting to move up to the computer guy. Okay. Um, I'm going to allow Lanny and Morty, this is the last thing you'll get to do, Figure or Morty and Jimmy, figure out what you want Lanny doing. Because I know he you, you kind of said you were looking around, Jimmy, and then you made a beeline. So Jimmy or Morty, you guys get to make a decision what happens with Lanny. And the only reason I say Morty is because 
he might scoop him up or something along the way through here. So I'll let you guys figure that figure that out, but that's, this is the last thing that's happening until the next event triggers. Well, I'm going to say Lenny was seeing me going towards the computer and it headed that way too. He saw me eat shit. Um, the goal is to get that guy and make him do something. Maybe hold him hostage. Something like that. So Lenny is also going to try to make a run for the uh, desk. Okay, Lenny was a bit further away. We'll say Lenny comes up to you. Um, comes up to you as you're prone on your on your stomach. Um, is not being fired upon currently. Um, but he's he's made it to you and kind of stopped once he saw you fall. Is that fair? Sure. Okay. Um, the MPs, the elevator tings, and the uh, elevator opens up again with ten more MPs that come out. The the ten, uh, the ten MPs now, the five and the five that were uh, in the path into the mountain, have made it to the second row of bobbles moving towards the back, and another three MPs have rolled in behind them. Uh, Jimmy, you feel what kind of feels like heavy raindrops kind of falling on top of your head as the walls begin to kind of ebb and rumble and just loose dirt begins to fall from the ceiling of this basement. At the left side, so so on that little map, the left side of the room that has nothing on it, uh, to your alls, depending on how you're situated, left or right, the wall near, nearest the elevator, you just see a small fissure in the wall begin to, to just grow. And as it grows, the walls shake and more dirt and debris begins to fall down erupting out of this fissure in the wall again your watch is going crazy drill burrs excadrills diglets dug trios are all led by an absolutely massive crocodile and they nice. burst <laughs> into this into the middle of this room standing on top of the crocodile's back is a four and a half tall woman, four and a half foot tall woman, uh, a helmet with a mining lamp on the front, and she is just covered in dirt. And she points a gloved hand at the MPs that are coming off of the elevator. And half of those Pokemon that had just burst through this fissure, the Excadrills, the Dug Trios, the Drillbers, just take off in that direction and start throwing mud and dirt splitting open the ground under them as some of the MPs are getting gobbled up and some of them are losing their footing riding over her shoulder is a uh, a man sitting on a Porygon thick glasses and he's just sitting on the Porygon and just floats by her and makes his way towards the the computers, the, the the computer station. It's on you guys. <laughs> Wait, the, so the Porygon is at the computer now. The Porygon with, with just this little nerdy looking fella sitting on top has has made their, not quite there yet, but they're making their way towards the, the computer platform. Um, but the MPs coming out of the elevator are completely enthralled with what just came out of the side of this wall. The MPs in the bottom right are diverting their attention, some going towards you, some going towards them, and the next timer has started. I guess for ranged weaponry purposes, Jimmy's going to suck Lenny back up into the Pokeball. He'll send Gothita back out. 
um, behind cover, uh, so that maybe if we have another turn, she can she can blast some confusions over there and help out some. Okay. Without being in the line of fire. Okay. And uh, I is, is there? Do you want to move Jimmy into any particular? I guess spot? I'm, I guess I'm just prone on the ground. Yeah, you kind of belly uh, flop. What's what's the closest cover? Um, you're kind of to get back behind something. You're kind of split between going back to where uh, June and Morty are, or kind of making the last turn to kind of hide in the steps that would lead you up to the computer platform. You're kind of like right in the middle. I'll get behind the steps. Okay, cool. Uh, June, uh, June or Morty, you guys are up. Yeah, June's gonna yell to Aaron. Aaron, create us more cover. And Aaron. Um there's a there's a rock tomb kind of blocking some of the bobbles in between them and the elevator. Aaron's going to create another kind of wall um, around some of the overturned bobbles behind Morty and Nosepass to kind of give them more cover from the other group that's firing them in that direction. And then June is going to rush up the stairs and try to enter into this computer room following that Porygon guy. Okay. Uh, I, if I if I described it as a room, it's more of a platform. I, I didn't okay. so so it's not like a closed room. It's just kind of like a platform with stairs on each side. I know I just called it the room. I apologize. It is. No, I, I meant it to be an open platform, which is why the Porygon it can kind of float over the monitors is kind of where you see its trajectory going. Okay. Yeah, June's gonna try to get up those stairs, and can she kind of yell to the guy, "Hey, hey, Team Void." You, 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 the, the, the guy in the pori, on the on the Porygon just kind of looks over and just you just see him flash a, a thumbs up to you. <laughs> All right. And when he when he flashes the thumbs up, you see the V on that thumb. Uh, so he's not only like acknowledging you, but he's clearly showing you like yes, my tattoos on my fist. Like you know it's a uh, uh, legit. And June, did you go up? There's stairs on each side. Did you go up the right hand side of stairs, where I was kind of where I assume Jimmy is? I was thinking I was closer to the left hand side. Left hand side, right? Okay, so yeah. you guys are both kind of coming up the stairs from each side. That's perfect. Um, and Morty, you you get it. You get an action here. Which side? Which set of steps are the MPs closest to? That would be the right hand side, right-hand where side. Jimmy is. Jimmy, we just went up. Yeah. Um. So seeing June take off and June and Jimmy both kind of trying to make their way up to the the platform. All right, Achu, uh, we need we need to give Jimmy and June as uh, much time as possible. Go and block the base of those steps so those MPs can't uh, easily get up. And he kind of motions towards those right side of steps to try and position Achu basically at the base of the steps to impede the MPs' pros- uh, you know access to the steps. Okay. I'm going to let you uh, do an action with a chew here, whether that's a tackle on kind of some of the MPs leading, whether it's, I think you have like hardened or something. Yeah, I'm going to want to harden if, like, as long as he gets there ahead of people, if he's, if he's arriving there kind of at the same time, then I would want to tackle. You're good. You're going to be there ahead of time. You're going to be there ahead of time because you're way further back into the room that these people started at. So I'm going to let you kind of sculpt that as you want, but I think this would be a good opportunity to be able to proactively use your Pokemon based on what you're trying to do. And then to clarify, is this battle still the same as last battle because Harden, where Harden stacks? Um, yeah, it, it actually kind of never really ended. We're not in true initiative rounds, but it never right. ended, right? Because as soon as the other one 
like as soon as you beat the Pokemon, those MPs started kind of firing on you. So I'll let right. it ride. Okay, perfect. Um, all right, Achoo, you go go get the base of those stairs and use your Snot Shield. Use your Snot Shield again. So that'll be his third use of Harden. Wonderful. Wonderful. Um, do you hear the elevator ding again? The Pokemon that burst through the fissure in the wall are just wreaking havoc into this room. The Porygon is kind of landing uh, or, you know, kind of hovering right above the ground so so the, uh, the, the nerdy looking fella can, can step off and you see him pull out of, uh, out of his pockets just two elbow long rubber gloves and he drops down these enormous goggles over his face. <laughs> um, and at the far end of the room, you just hear, all right, let's get it done. And you see Raz and Ren are the last two that walk into the room. And uh, Ren looks up at uh, at the Porygon nerdy fella. Uh, all right, Hank. Or is it Harriet? Horace? Anywho, open up these containers so we can get these Pokemon out of here. And within moments... You just see the, the, the guy with his gloves on and his goggles. He's firing across all these computers, just slamming on the keyboards. And you just hear, as just bobbles just start, just start popping open. Ta- you see the Tangrowth that you're familiar with and Hypno are now released from their Pokeballs. And now they're in the mix of the bobbles. Ren is using the Hypno's mind control abilities to broadcast the route to safety uh, through the freshly minted tunnel to these uh, enslaved electric-type Pokemon. Meanwhile, you have uh, Raz and and the Tangrowth that are gingerly picking up the Pokemon that have lost consciousness and carrying them up. So you just see this Tangrowth with all its vines going everywhere, having gently wrapped up Pokemon as it's carrying them back uh, into the tunnel. And then you just hear this guttural scream from the path. <laughs> where those five and then five and then three MPs came through. As you notice, the uh, Jill and her uh, Escavalier who just skewered the furthest back MP through the back with its just enormous <gasps> lance. And it is completely, complete mayhem now. And there is just utter pandemonium between the MPs, who they're firing on, who they're fo- focused on, and the next timer has started, and it's a short one. Go for it. June looks, uh, she's, she runs up the platform to the computer room. Uh, she looks under the desk and looks around to see if this guy had a gun. Uh, nope, he is just, the smell of piss and vomit is strong under the desk. This, this individual is just scared uh, at their wits end there is no resistance no firearms they are just cowering under this desk crying and sobbing <laughs> okay so she's just gonna point towards the MPs down the platform that are that are still on the ground and just tell Aaron to just start slinging mud slaps everywhere he can at anything he sees okay I'm gonna pause to roll give me two rolls please two rolls alright I uh, get a that's a natural 20 on the first one taking all jimmy's good rules and then an 18 so yeah so there's uh there's three mps that were kind of further ahead than the other ones as part of that like five five three contingency 
There's three that have kind of moved ahead uh, towards where the nose pass is standing firm. Jimmy is tucked behind the stairs. Um, so those are the ones that you can kind of, since you kind of got to the middle where the computer guy was, those are the ones you can kind of mud slap on, the closest ones. Um, so uh, mud slap is a damage-based attack, correct? Yeah, it's damage, and then it, the the basis of it is to kind of uh, mess with their accuracy. So um, Aaron is just creating these these wads of mud and kind of slinging them off the platform, and they uh, kind of sm- smash into the face of the first one, and then kind of knock the gun away from the other one as these huge wads of mud just kind of collide with them. And then uh, mud slap. The first one is going to do ten ground damage with the natural 20 and then the second one is going to do uh three so the first one that's the 10 there's the there's the mp they're kind of like in a triangular form the three and this mud slap is just just crushes uh the lead mp in the side of the face and just sends uh the body you just kind of hear this just very loud crack as like the the weight of the mud snaps the MPs head back and they just fall to their knees and forward um, and the other two MPs are covered uh, get hit with the mud kind of stagger backwards um, and that you just see them they're trying to like they're trying to shoot but they're having issues with the mud that had gunked up their guns they're trying to to make progress but seeing the person in front of them die the mud uh, impending their accuracy and, and messing with their weapons uh, they're having a lot of trouble and they're kind of stopped in their tracks um uh jimmy uh so jimmy's behind the stairs like delirious as he is like bleeding out from multiple gunshot wounds <laughs> um, and uh he, he waves up at the guy at the computer and he's like hey you stole my idea that's 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 what i was gonna do any any second now uh, he kind of whirls around and he looks and Gotham is in the middle and he's like uh help <laughs> and she sort of rolls her eyes at him, but then she um, walks out to where like some of the NPs are and uses fake tears. Um, I don't know how you want to do it, but like sort of like a, ha- a helpless little tiny toddler girl Pokemon uh, crying, trying to distract as many of the bad guys as possible. It's a move that makes them more uh, susceptible to getting hit. How do you want to do that? Uh, it's usually a wisdom save. It's a wisdom save for the individuals, right? Yeah. Okay, so I'm kind of going to flip this on its head just because of uh, how I'm like perceiving this in my mind. Can you make it a wisdom attack? Just roll a, just roll a d20 and add uh, whatever you would for a wisdom-based attack. Whatever your confusion attack is, let's do that. I know you're using fake tears, but roll as if you're the confusion bonus. Okay. 14. Okay, so um, this, uh, that uh, the fake tears garners the attention of the two that just had their guns kind of filled with mud uh, from uh, Bud's uh, mud slap, but also garnered the attention of the next two people that were in that wave of five moving forward. So all four of those individuals are now trained on uh, Gothita, uh, and the back two that that do have functioning uh, weaponry are kind of lowering a little bit and um, just not really understanding kind of what they're seeing, what they're feeling, um, and what their approach is as they 
carefully move forward towards Gothita. Anything you want to a- else you want to add to to their to your turn? Excuse me. Well, I mean, they're distracted, I guess, as you put it. So anything that attacks them gets plus five until the end of next turn. I guess any of the four guys. Okay, cool. Uh, and that's that's any of the five plus plus five to hit. Yeah. Okay. Okay, Morty. Uh, seeing as how the the group has kind of trained on uh, Gothita, um. Morty's going to kind of point to the middle MP in the group and uh, Achoo! Uh, get down with, with the boogie boom boom tackle time! And we're going to attempt to tackle the one I guess that's technically in the middle. So it's kind of like two and two, like uh, like on uh, the... Right, yeah. Well, I mean, I guess like, you know, kind of split the difference. And kind okay, of, and trying to like shed the yeah. front. Two. Okay, I see. And those are the ones that are kind of encumbered with the mud and distracted. So I'm going to give a chew advantage here uh, on this and tackle. And plus five. <laughs> oh, yeah, advantage with plus five. So 17. Uh, yeah, Damn. that's that's going to hit them both. Uh, roll damage. Roll damage, please. Eight. Okay. So because they're distracted, focused on the, uh, the Gothita and... Uh, uh, Achoo with the uh, boogie boom boom shedding them in the middle. They are both like, it's like um, the Achoo kind of hits them both on their inside knee and just uh, two more just <laughs> as as the both kneecaps on one kneecap on each person, but both of them just kind of shatter as Achoo just blazes through them. And now they've both dropped their firearms. They're in the ground. They're kind of in the residual mud slap mud now too. So uh, those two MPs are down and out. Anything else, Morty, that you got? Uh, I want to kind of move in between the bobbles just to, to try and gain more cover and try and get a better vantage point of like where a, like a Chew and Gothita are kind of. Since the four nearest uh, MPs, uh, have been distracted by Gothita, and obviously two of them ruined by uh, Achu. Um, give me a a deck save with advantage. Eighteen. Okay. So you safely make it behind the bobble as the back row of MPs kind of see you making a run for the bobbles to to kind of get a better vantage point, and they're uh, just a little bit behind you with their shots as bullets kind of ricochet across the room. Timer went off, so. The, the carnage has not let up. The, the last uh, uh, three are all tangled up with uh, Jill and her escavalier. Um, she is expertly maneuvering this Pokemon uh, in and out of these MPs. Uh, fire, uh, firepower on them, uh, on, on it, or regardless, doesn't matter. It is just shredding them with its lance. And uh, these ground type Pokemon have dispatched of every MP that were that has entered the room from the elevator. And the elevator did go back up and it's on its way back down. But those ground Pokemon are starting to make their way in between the bobble, the bobbles and kind of spreading almost like this bizarre kind of like mud wave of Pokemon and dirt and mud and ground that's just all being stirred up. Um, by that little miner standing on top of a crocodile as as they're maneuvering through the room. Um, Raz and Ren are still very entrenched and occupied, emptying these baubles out and sending them up the new path that was created in the wall uh, by the by the uh, the ground Pokemon. 
Um, and you hear all of your watches go off, but not not just you three, your watches, but Jill, her watch goes off, and Raz and Ren, their watch goes off, and the the nerdy on the the nerdy guy on the Porygon, his watch goes off, and the four foot tall minor gal on the on the crocodile, her watch goes off. And they all, but like in this echoing, and especially in the room, it just echoes all over the place. Astio, coming in hot, nerds. Tons of avarice assholes closing in on my tail. All void members, follow the dig team and get out. Now, I'll handle the power source. And you guys have another short run. And this time, it doesn't matter if you're in the middle of calling an action or not. When the timer's up, I'm just taking back over control. So, Jimmy, I'm going to put it on you. Three, two, one, timer's going. Well, I guess a stagger towards the hole that the void guys came from. Wherever the uh, people who know what they're doing are going, uh, Jimmy's going to go with them. Okay, fair enough. So you you, you immediately... And uh, any any sucks up Gothita on the way. So I'm just going to, again, kind of just to lay that. As that message comes through, you don't necessarily audibly hear it, but you just see these ground-type Pokemon starting being returned into Pokeballs, some of them just changing directions completely. Um, the nerdy guy has hopped on his Porygon, and he is just sitting again, kind of Indian-style, cruising his way out. Uh, Raz and Ren, though, haven't turned back, as they're still some of the bobbles they're emptying. Um... And Jimmy, I'll put it back on you. You kind of know where everybody's going now. You kind of know what other people's actions are. So I'll, I'll let you uh, reestablish your turn if there's something else you'd like to do. Uh, June is going to look at Aaron, and they're both going to nod at each other, and then they're going to leap off the platform. Um, you said there's still, like, MPs with guns right below us? Uh, no, those were kind of the ones that have been uh, smacked through by a chew. So. Okay. So with the open bobbles and everything, do I have a clear line of sight towards Jill, who's pinned down? Uh, yeah, you you see her. She's still fighting frantically with the MPs that kind of like uh, the MPs that had entered from that edge, from okay. that corner. So I want to leap off the platform with Aaron, kind of knock whatever MPs are right there down, and then I want to try to... I'm kind of like... I'm going to land on the ground, right? And I'm going to pick up one of the MP's hands that's holding the gun, who's unconscious, and fire at the MP's uh, that are pinning Jill down. Just kind of like on the ground, Rambo style, just like right from the ground. Um, I'm going to consider that a long range attack, so give me um, give, give me uh, just an attack roll with a dex modifier. Okay. Uh, June's dex, right? Yeah, Yeah, June's dex. <laughs> 3, 15, 18, no, plus 4, 19. Uh, 19. Um, you just see like one MP just kind of get lit up in the back as he slumps to his knees. And right when he slumps to his knees, the MP in front of him is pierced through by uh, uh, Escavalier's uh, lance as another MP goes down. Um, Morty. Uh, Morty pulls out uh, the Pokeball for Achoo. Um, Achoo, time to go. And he's sucks a chew back up and runs over to Raz and Ren. Uh, you you guys need any help? And he pulls out his two empty void Pokeballs and offers them like to Raz and Ren if they, you know, just to see if there's anything he can do to help them. 
They they look at you and they just like, just get out. We're good. <laughs> and they because they haven't been using Pokeball. They is just this Tangrowth is wrapping them up and the the Hypno mind controlling kind of getting some of them out like by their own volition. Uh, so they they brush that off. And as soon as they say that, Morty doesn't hesitate and he just takes off. June is yelling at Jill as as she kind of knocks that guard down, like, let's go, get out of there. And she tries to take off as well. Okay, so the alarm just went off. Um, Mortimer, you're kind of, uh, the, the way I see this, you're kind of the first one getting into the tunnel or near the tunnel. And just a, 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 a boy, no older than 15, bursts from the edge of the dig team's kind of makeshift entrance and he's riding upon a massive palm tree Pokemon, about seven feet high, with three egg-shaped faces on it. This is Morty. a egg, 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 oh man, egg, it's a, executor. Executor. <laughs> that's it. I, I was, I was close. I showed up in episode one. <laughs> I'm taking notes. Morty, as it passes you, you're just kind of like shoved off to the side a little bit, but your watch goes off as you're the first one there, first one to see it. Executor, originally came from the tropics. Its head steadily grows larger from exposure to strong sunlight. It is said that when the heads fall off, they group together to form Execute. So the Executor stomps through, and you just hear just an audible, and this echoes throughout the room, the kid on top of the Executor, <laughs> As his executor is just smashing through the middle of this room, just crushing through these empty bobbles. It's stomping on them. It's knocking them over. And he, the kid is just obviously enthralled by all the chaos that's surrounding him. He has a weather-worn, ha- a weather-worn tan bucket hat covering shaggy blonde hair, bright blue eyes, and a face far dirtier than one that would be from just coming down that fresh dirt tunnel. Wool socks poke above his chestnut brown hiking boots and a khaki vest over a forest green t-shirt and khaki cargo shorts. And he is making his way towards the power source Pokemon Bobble. Um, Jill has taken off. She's kind of like on the run now from these MPs and you guys got one, uh, one more quick flurry before uh, b- before we, we come to the to the next event. So Morty, you're kind of on the edge of the tunnel. June, you fired the gun uh, from the fallen MP and you yelled at Jill. Uh, Jimmy, you st- came down the steps and you made a beeline towards that entrance. Uh, but it's it's uh, it's on you guys now. Jimmy is completely delirious at this point. He's just staggering forward with the crowd. June okay. thinks about tossing the gun aside, but then decides to keep it with her and just keeps running towards the dirt tunnel. Okay, and uh, Morty? Um, Morty, I guess, is just going to continue down. Well, no, actually, Morty's going to kind of turn and look for June and Jimmy to kind of make sure that they are also making their way here. Yeah, and and they're they I mean they're they're successfully making their way now. Like it's kind of like a mass exodus almost. Um, June, since you kind of had your focus on Jill, 
Jill Skewers, another uh, MP, and she's on the run, making uh, making her way towards the exit. Her cover, as far as it comes to Avarice, is completely blown now. Um, she's making her way to that exit and actually kind of falls in lockstep with you as you guys peel the corner. Um, as soon as you all pass, you just you just hear, everyone go now! And they spit on their heel as they're the last two that kind of push along with you guys uh, up this ramp. Um, the tunnel, uh, as you follow it, as you're sprinting through it and the noise behind you uh, sinks to nothing, um, you guys are just kind of racing through the tunnel now. Uh, simultaneously, as you guys were kind of making that run out, um, Astio, uh, on his big executor, make it to the power source Pokemon. And he just begins feverish, feverishly working on this, um, on this containment, uh, using kind of the psychic abilities of executor, uh, to twist the metal that is that is uh, sealing this bobble, sealing it. And then finally, just with the last, like, the seal shreds apart from the psychic power of Executor and the the bobble pops open. And Asio reaches quickly into his cargo pocket and uh, produces a neon green spray bottle and begins applying the contents to the Pokemon. You, all, uh, you just... Um, Astio is just working diligently as you guys are making making your way out of the tunnel, and uh, back to, back to you guys making your way through the tunnel. You kind of cough into the open space, and you see um, you see the void uh, aerialist there with the three Pelippers again, and she's like, "We need to get you guys out of here now." And she is just waving you guys over to the Pelipper. Jimmy's like, yes, I agree. <laughs> June kind of scoops behind Jimmy and lifts, like put just puts, his, puts her arm around him to kind of give him a little bit more speed as they run towards the Pelippers. And she kind of uh, cracks her arm to the side and releases Aaron who gets sucked back into the ball. Okay. Um, as you guys are mounting these Pelippers, you see the... The four and a half foot tall lady, she just kind of gives you a quick salute and all her Pokemon are returning to the Pokeballs. She clearly has far, like an abundance of these, um, of these Poke, uh, of these Pokemon. And she actually gives some of her Pokeballs to Raz and Ren. Take care of these for me. And she's, uh, she jumps back on her Crocodile as it dives into the side of the mountain. And that's their way out. Raz and Ren hop on, uh, two more Pelippers and they rip into the sky. And the Aerialist waits as you guys hit the sky uh, before jumping on her own. We flash back into the the basement of the power plant. And you have uh, Astio, who is now feverishly applying this neon green liquid uh, from the spray bottle uh, onto, the, onto the slumbering beast. And he, he, as he really, after he's done with all the contents, he puts both hands on the Pokemon. I've got you, friend. I've got you. Slowly, the Pokemon's eyes begin to flutter open, and a low, guttural roar begins to escape the mouth of the captured monster. The elevator opens up as more MPs come into the room. Another swath of MPs are entering through the tunnel. Ten, twenty, ten out from the, uh, from the elevator. 
and this guttural roar begins to shake the room as the the monster pops up onto all fours and a booming roar sends a shockwave through the facility. You see the lights flicker within the facility as all the MPs that were just running in almost kind of freeze in paralysis. Astio just looks quizzically at the thing that just happened in front of him with this Pokemon and just mumbles, what are you? The Pokemon rests his head on top of the boys and a deep calming voice enters the child's head. I'm Raikou. Thank you. A crackle of lightning sounds as Raikou uh, disappears with a thunderclap, leaving the teen and his executor all alone. As the moment of awe passes, Astio buzzes in on his watch. (laughs) Really wish we hadn't done that noise. (laughs) Kill the moment. To all void listening, the power source was in fact a Pokemon and it was named Raikou. I think it's a lightning type. It spoke to me telepathically and I have no clue how and it's able to teleport. These Avarice goons are closing in and we always said we need to break a few eggs along the way. Stay sweet. Without delay, Astio begins to pull out his extra Pokeballs and release, releases five sets of, execu- uh, of Execute. All right, gang, we're in a tough spot. But this is what we've been fighting for, and it's our turn to answer the bell. Astio hugs his executor. I love you most of all, buddy. He climbs back on top of the executor the same way he rode in, and he puffs his chest out and continues to yell orders. Executes, all of you! Double team! And slowly, the room begins to fill with duplicates of the pink eggs faster and faster as the MPs close in on the boy. Astio wipes a single tear rolling down his cheek. For Void. Seed bomb! (laughs) (laughs) The deafening explosion of the power plant causes a rush of heat as your Pelippers try and stay the course. You see the mountain collapse back in on itself, burying everything under massive rubble. In the distance, one of the two towers slowly begins to tilt, the blue orb dislodging from the top and falling into the crevice, the tower following suit in short order. Team Void members riding their mounts in all different directions, and you trio of grunts heading south, the silence of night engulfing you all.